Donut County. Easy on the wallet, but is it worth your time? We swallow everything in order to find out here on Broke and Gaming. Welcome, absolutely everyone, to Broke and Gaming. I'm your host, Shay. And I'm your other host, Dan. And uh, hey, Shay, what have you been playing since we last recorded? Well, Dan, I'm glad you asked. I have been playing a plethora of games. So I've been streaming The Witness a lot recently, which is a fun puzzle game that's made me feel very stupid. Uh, No, you're doing so good. You don't give yourself (laughs) enough credit. Well, no, I mean, like, I'm doing pretty well in the game, but, like, I'll get stuck on a puzzle and then solve it, and then I'll be like, what the fuck was I doing this whole time? So, like, that's what I mean. But, like, the the learning curve in this game is so fucking steep. Like, they don't give you any directions. Like, with most of the indie games we've talked about, they don't tell you (laughs) shit. They just drop you in and go, have fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's just a big-ass island with puzzles that they expect you to figure stuff out in yeah so i'm i'm having fun with that um i've also been playing i just started uh my playthrough of borderlands 2 yesterday and i've been like really getting into my switch recently i was i just got hades uh because it was on sale on the switch and that game is a whole lot of fun yeah i just downloaded it yesterday i haven't started it yet though yeah i saw so lex uh, was streaming it. Lex from Virtually Analog, our special guest from last time, was has was streaming it about a month and a half ago. Actually, probably a little bit longer than that. Either way, uh, he was streaming it for a while, and then um, I was like, "Oh, that looks fun!" And then I saw the price point. It's a little bit, a little bit higher than I like to just like pay for a game that I don't know anything about. So right. I was waiting until it went on sale. But like this game is so much fun, and I'm like good at it too which is a nice change of pace (laughs) nice yeah i don't have a whole lot of experience with roguelikes but i'm I'm like based on all the reviews and anybody i've talked to about it i'm really really excited to play it yeah yeah it's really good aside from that i've been playing uh this game on my phone called world of demons which is like this um kind of like a hack and like an a hack and slash but it's done in this like really cool like there's like a name for like those like ink paintings like the chinese ink paintings oh okay yeah um, yeah yeah. you know what i mean yeah but it's done in, it's done in that style kind of like okami really cool. like are you familiar yeah. with okami yeah so that art style okay yeah but it like it's really fun and it controls really well and it's like a full game which i have had trouble finding in mobile games yeah there's not a lot out there yeah yeah it's all match three games (laughs) plus and and the other thing too is that like i i typically don't like to like sit down and play a game on my phone because like i don't want to be i don't don't know it just feels different when you're playing on your phone than if you're you know the switch for example one of them is like you're playing video games and the other one is like you're killing time or something like that but like this game, you can just do in small chunks. Like it's the stages are all divided up by uh, battles. So like you can just quick do a battle and then put it down and it drops you right back in where you were. So it's real easy to get into and also real easy to get out of as okay. well. Yeah, I'll have to check um, that out. We'll also drop that in the Twitter 
yeah. if anybody wants to check it out. Well, the thing about that one is that it's on Apple Arcade, which is like a subscription service. Oh, and that's right. That's right. I don't know that I could recommend Apple Arcade <laughs> overall. So maybe watch some gameplay of it. All right. Fair enough. So I've been playing a lot of Red Dead Redemption 2. Picked that up again recently because I never ended up finishing it. And you had mentioned it a couple episodes back, like for having not finished it because you lost save data. And, oh, yeah. Yeah. And uh, it's just <laughs> such a devastating. An, it's such an <laughs> overwhelmingly large game that it, it took me a while to work up the nerve to to tackle it again. But that's yeah. not what's important this week, Shay. I want to talk about the Mortal Kombat movie, which we watched last night. And yep. holy shit. Holy shit is right. <laughs> it wasn't good. Here's the thing. So first time director, first time writers for such a massive IP is a very strange choice from Warner Brothers. And it showed. God, did it show. Oh, boy, howdy did it show. I think I mentioned like right after it ended that this whole thing could have been a short film leading into like a full yep. film. Because it was all establishment. Yeah. Like, nothing was accomplished. There was no actual tournament, which made no fucking sense whatsoever. Yeah, no. A bunch of characters died just for the hell of it. <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> I don't understand what the point was. Well, like, the main character is not even a character who's in Mortal Kombat, I don't no. think. No. What was his name? Cole. Cole some, Young. Cole Young, yeah. Created yeah. for the series as a descendant of scorpion yeah like so much of this was confusing because like there was this whole birthmark thing but it wasn't really a birthmark because as soon as spoilers sorry spoilers <laughs> as soon as sonya blade kills somebody that has that birthmark she oh just my god that was some the birthmark. bullshit <laughs> what was that about oh, i don't understand so i don't think it was a birthmark it, it is well so cole that's Young's what they kept was calling a it. yeah but it's the rest of them, it was just a mark. Yeah. The, like the elder guy. I don't know who gave it to them, but like Cole was the only one who was born with it. The rest of them like earned it, I guess. I, I honestly, I couldn't even tell you. Know, the plot was so confusing. hard to follow at times. <laughs> the acting was horrendous. There were only like four set pieces in the whole thing, too. Yeah. Like, I man, what a bad movie. And like they just wasted Goro on a establishment fight for Cole, which I don't know why you would do that. Like the final boss of the first game is just a throwaway. <laughs> well, no. So now so this is why you can this is part of the reason you can see that as a first time director and writer, they've put that in there to make it like some weird revenge arc for the actual tournament. Yeah. So they're going to get to the end of the the tournament and he's going to fight Goro again and it's going to be like this revenge fight, but it's not going to be for Cole Young, it's going to be for fucking Goro. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. What trash. Yeah. It's fucking horrible. And nobody's spine was ripped out. That was your big complaint. Another spoiler. The whole time. Another spoiler. <laughs> no yeah. one's spine comes out. In fact, so, like after Sonya Blade gets her fucking mark and her like magic powers, which let's talk about that real quick. Like Cole Young and Kano have to like, you know, do some extreme pain 
training or whatever to get their magic powers, and Sonya gets her bark and has her powers immediately. immediately. Yeah, yeah, she's just like, oh, I can like throw pink rings around. Isn't that cool? Yeah. So she comes back like after she gets her magic powers and shoots someone, Melina. Like, but like all the way through her torso, and the only thing that's left <laughs> is her fucking spine. That's right, spine rip teasers. With oh, no payoff. Man, what a garbage fucking movie. Speaking of garbage. Hey, yeah. You got, you nailed the transition. Uh, This week's game is Donut County. Fuck yes. We will start as we always start with our short change history. Donut County is a 2018 physics puzzle game by Ben Esposito and published by Annapurna Interactive. Esposito is part of the Arcane Kids Development Collective who make unlicensed fan games like the Sonic Dreams Collection and Bubsy 3D, Bubsy Visits James Terrell Retrospective. <laughs> it's wild, dude. I. It's literally, they took the sprite from Bubsy 3D and put him in a museum, like, walkthrough. It's so fucking strange. Anyway, Donut County started as a Game Jam project inspired by a tweet from a Peter Molyneux parody account suggesting someone should make a reverse Katamari type game. The game is available for iOS, macOS, PS4, Xbox One, Switch, and Android. That is insane to me. Which part? Because <laughs> there's a so lot of stuff there. Platforms. Yeah, okay. I want you to start with our review today because I feel as though this might be our biggest opinion gap. All right. So in Donut County, you play as a raccoon, I think? Yeah. Well... You technically play as a whole, but yeah. (laughs) Right. Oh, you're a phone app. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So this raccoon (laughs) works for a donut delivery company, I suppose, or something like that. And he's going around making holes all over the county. Hence, I guess, the name Donut County. And your job (laughs) is to suck every bit of the environment down the hole, and it will grow so you can suck bigger parts down and eventually clear the area <laughs> so that's so, so that's wild yeah but i i get the reverse katamari idea there like rather than i don't what is what would a reverse katamari what is like a regular so katamari katamari damasi is the series where you you're the little dude with the ball and you go around rolling up objects and the bigger the ball gets as you pick things up the bigger things you can collect into it so you start oh, off like gotcha. with paper okay. clips and whatever and then you're doing full buildings by the end of the game right right okay that makes sense yeah so kind of the reverse of that would be destroying things and just making your hole bigger and then all this stuff just like ends up in this weird underground cave where all of almost all of the dialogue in the game takes place between kind of the the player surrogate like uh mira yeah. And BK, the raccoon who you kind of sort of control, but not totally, because the whole thing is so <laughs> well, fucking you, weird. It's I think you're controlling him controlling a hole in a phone app. Yeah, I think is what the. <laughs> yeah. And and it's right. revealed because he's a raccoon. The whole point of collecting all these things is that you work for the trash king, which is just a, a raccoon <laughs> with a crown on. Just wants oh, yeah. a bunch of stuff. It's I 
Shay, I love this game. I love yeah. how weird this game is. <laughs> <laughs> and, like all the dialogue is real strange. Like it's it's how two friends would talk to each other. Like this only human character in the game, Mira, is so like dismissive and weird with BK and all the conversations. <laughs> right. Also, I don't know if you did this because like a bunch of the, the conversations can take place in text form. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's like a random duck button emoji. Yeah. Did you fuck around with that at all? Uh, a little bit, but it didn't ever do anything. So I stopped after a while. <laughs> I'm sure at some point the you person can, like... you talk to just sends a duck back. That's it. That's the whole point. Oh, there's an achievement <laughs> well... <laughs> attached to it where <laughs> if you do it a hundred <laughs> times, it just you get an achievement pop for it. There's, it's the stupidest thing. It's so good. Oh, my yeah. God. I, oh, my God. This is so fun. So, okay. So, in the game, there's, uh, like, give or take 20 unique areas. Uh, all kind of standalone stages. So, essentially, one of these animal characters that live in, I don't know that they, ex- like, give the place an actual name, but it's various animals with jobs and whatever. They order these donuts. And then the hole just shows up in their yard and you yeah, just it's like, end so up the eating game their whole is about house. like a like a raccoon like hostile takeover of the yeah. area. Yeah. <laughs> because the most advanced thing in the game is this like crazy trash king headquarters that has like laboratories in it for no good reason whatsoever. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh God, this game is insane. Okay. So what what are your overall impressions of the game? As you were playing it, because you went through it pretty quickly. Like, it's not a I difficult did. game. Yeah, no, I finished the game in uh, probably about three, maybe three hours. Yeah, it sounds about right. So <laughs> I thought that the game was really, like, cute and fun. Yeah. But, like, it felt kind of like it was a DLC for, like, a side character in a different game. You okay. Know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, Does that yeah, make yeah. sense? Yeah. Like it it felt more like add-on content than like a full game to me. And it's I mean it's probably just because of the length of the game. I don't know. It seemed it seemed almost more like a mini game to me because like there aren't there isn't like skill progression. You know what I mean? Right. Like you can't get any better or worse at sucking up garbage. <laughs> yeah. You know? And and I don't think this story—I don't think that the story was strong enough to carry that. No, I mean, you know, like it, there's a guy in a hot air balloon that shows they're like that's like your goal is to find that dude, and then you just kind of forget about that for the rest of the game until like the last area. Yeah, that's true. It was yeah. I mean, I I liked it. I liked it, but um, it just—I don't know—just didn't feel like a full game to yeah, me. Yeah, I'll. I'll give you that. And Ben Esposito is a strange person in general. <laughs> I want to go through some of the other things that he's been a part of. So he he's done art direction for a handful of like bigger games, especially under the Annapurna umbrella, one of which we're going to be covering sometime in the future. Uh, what Remains of Edith Finch? He did some yep. artwork for that and some uh, playtesting. But some of the other stuff he's made is a horror game based on um, Furbies. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, it's, <laughs> you know, like one I of the most sidetrack, 
I don't need to sidetrack here, but when I was in kindergarten, there was a kid who was in my class who was fucking obsessed with with Furbies. Like, he would have one with him really? every minute of the day. It was like, I mean, like, back, back then, there was no such thing as emotional support animals because, like, first off, I went to Catholic school, and they don't believe that your brain could ever possibly have anything wrong with it. But, like, that was his emotional support animal <laughs> was his God. fucking Furby. That's amazing. I love that. So, Charles, if you're out there, I hope you're doing well. Hey, Charles. Edgar Furby is helping you out still. So, yeah, this uh, this Furby game is called Tattletale. It, oh, my God. It's one of this, the most ridiculous trailers I've ever seen for a game. I've never heard of any of this dude's stuff outside of Donut County. So doing the research for this episode was a hell of a trip. He also did a collaboration with... The musicians in Anamana Gucci, who did uh, all the music for the Scott Pilgrim game, oh, okay. They're kind of like a chiptune band called Capsule Silence 24 or XXIV, <laughs> which is like this trippy first person kind of shooter game. Man, you the, the whole game, you like hack into Anamana Gucci's developer sandbox. This guy is is wild. I <laughs> really like him. He's also a musician himself. Is- he did all the What's composition What's some of his other stuff? Donut because County. his name sounds super familiar. Ben Esposito? Not a, I mean, some of the bigger titles he's worked on, like I said, What Remains of Edith Finch, Perfect Stride, Crap, No One Loves Me. <laughs> that's not bigger, but I just <laughs> wanted to mention it because that's a game that exists. <laughs> yeah, it's, dude. Brought to you by the guy who did the credits for My Name is Mayo. Yeah, yeah, basically. <laughs> but man, oh man, this... This dude has a hell of a career. Oh, Unfinished Swan was like a, a sort of kind of big indie title. Uh, he, oh, you know what? That. Actually, I think I think maybe when you we were talking about Donut County and I was looking at some of the other stuff that came up with it, I think that's why his name sounded familiar. Yeah. I also mentioned in the short change that this came from a Game Jam project. So we've talked a little bit about Game Jams just in the, the short change before. Are you familiar with the concept of Game Jams? Uh, no. Not at all. Okay, so it's like these little conferences that indie developers will have where there'll be the kind of a theme and then they'll have a couple days to make games based on that theme, like just super simple programming. But like a bunch of stuff gets born out of these like Donut County. And usually it's not huge games, but like Hollow Knight, like I had mentioned in our last episode, started as as a game jam piece. That's what Hungry Knight was. Gotcha. And they'll sometimes get bigger. This one is really interesting because it was based on a parody account of game developer Peter Molyneux. He's the creator of the Fable series. He's like a prolific game designer. He's been making games for like 40 some odd years and is like super well known for kind of pushing the boundaries of what games can be. Like, sometimes he'll overshoot his estimations. Like, there were a bunch of promises made for Fable that there was no way to accomplish with the the tech at the time. Right. So there's a, a game artist named Adam Capone who worked for like games like the, the Saints Row series and a couple others that just decided, because he was a fan, to make a Twitter account called Peter Molyneux, <laughs> like, two in French. Right. And then just tweets out like batshit insane video game <laughs> ideas. <laughs> well, why not? Yeah. So I, I 
put together a little list of of some of the things that he's pitched just on his Twitter account. I absolutely recommend this follow. It's so funny <laughs> to me if you're if you're into game design and stuff like that. So here's here's some choice pieces. Uh, an eight person online multiplayer game in which a player controls one leg of an octopus, a version of Street Fighter in which the streets fight other streets. Uh, a game now wait i have to i do have to go back to that that eight person multiplayer one because that did get made and it's octodad it's basically octodad yeah (laughs) and that's kind of the point like some people do take these ideas and kind of run with them i mean i don't know how 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 much that directly inspired octodad or or whatever but it's stands the reason a game where you play a divorced father who sneaks into the family's house in order to help with chores without alerting them a game in which a player holds a radioactive baby, which acts as a torch in dark environments and rocking the baby increases its luminescence. And <laughs> what the fuck? this is the darkest and, and best one I've seen. A game in which a player kills a henchman in one game and then the player sees reoccurring images of those henchmen's crying children in a completely unrelated sports video game. That is <laughs> insane. I love that. This this whole episode is dedicated to just the most insane stuff I've found <laughs> in video games over the past couple of weeks. I've done some deep, deep dives, Shay. It's awesome. So anyway, <laughs> back to Donut County. So your level progression, pretty simple. And then you kind of just there will be little bits in each in, in some of the like later levels, like you swallow into the hole like a fire that becomes a tool to like pop popcorn in order to knock things off of like higher areas so that you can swallow those things. Or you get like a catapult that'll help you launch eggs at stuff. Uh, And then this all culminates, like all the things that you learn end up culminate in a boss fight, which there's no boss. There's no other like mechanic like it in the rest of the game. You have to just fight this giant drone copter thing that the trash gig is like, throwing <laughs> bombs at you like it's right, just yeah. so out of nowhere all of a sudden you're just in a boss fight it's awesome i man oh man this game is so silly all right oh how about you start off with the pros and cons what do you got pro is the art style is fun i like at the end that you can eat the credits that's i really enjoy that <laughs> yes like i said the game is like cute and fun to play like it's not hard to get into either and like it's a really like low skill game so like if you're not good at many games like me you can knock it out in three hours yeah um that being said that is a uh con for me is that it doesn't feel like a full game like i said it feels kind of like a add-on content for a bigger game yeah and i think that like while it's not meant to be like a high skill game. There isn't kind of, I mean, you mentioned you get can swallow fire and it is a tool you can use and you get a catapult, but like otherwise there's not really a whole lot of progression. Right. I think that there's not quite enough variety in the game to like keep it fresh. Yeah, I would agree with all those points like this. This could have been a much longer game. You know, you could double the length and kind of play around with your different tools and things like that. And and we'll get into this, you know, during our final rating system. But it does feel rather small in scale. 
even even for an indie game like this this is much shorter than i would like it to be but one of the pros for me is um the sound design like i really like the music in this it's it's like super simple chiptune stuff which uh ben esposito did all on his own as far as i i can tell mm-hmm. and it just it's very relaxing like as much as this game is kind of rooted in chaos it is a relaxing experience overall i feel yeah yeah i would agree with that like i've played this a couple times now not to show my hand too much on the replayability point but uh it's it's just kind of a time waster in the same way that you you know earlier you were talking about mobile games kind of being a time waster like this is just a a, kind of a, a way to unwind that's that's just a pleasant experience for me like even right. the conversations between the characters and and the different quirks they gave the the different villagers and how they interact with BK, I totally eat it all up. It's it's so good. You know what? Actually, that that reminds me. Like I thought it was <laughs> really kind of funny how they um they like made it into like one of these like you know like one of those like hard boiled you know cop shows where like everybody has a secret that they're yeah. hiding from everyone else in their small town like it's like this weird massive conspiracy where everybody is tied to this raccoon takeover right i think that was like a a fun fun way to take it yeah they spent a lot of time kind of giving real character feel to all the different npcs which i i think is fun but uh let's jump right into our our final rating system just because i i I, I, I'm kind of curious how this one shakes out because I'm not even sure how I'm going to end up rating this, to be honest. Yeah, I'm, I'm not. I'm with you there. I don't really know. This is going to be our, our one of our discussion ones where we figure it out as we go along, which I, yeah, I actually I think, enjoy a lot. I think so. All right. So first first up, does it work? Yep. Yep. I mean, there's not a whole lot of mechanics to it uh, other than, you know, when you pick up the catapult and you can fire things up into the air from the hole. It's it's. Very satisfying how the the hole moves around. Yeah, I think that the hole is a little bit slower than the joystick, which I is like a, I don't know, seems like a stupid thing to say, but like I don't know, it just felt like the hole was not moving as fast as it could have. I think or you can have, adjust that in the in the settings, though. I think there's like a sensitivity. Is there? Yeah. All right. Well, maybe I just didn't look. But I, I'll give it a point because, like, there's not a whole lot that it needs to do and it does it fine. Yeah. You know what I mean? So point for me there. Is it fun? Definitely. I, I had a lot of fun every time I played this. It's just silly. Like, it's yeah. as much as it's a time waster, it's just silly, mindless fun. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, that's fair. I, I don't know. I think I'm getting real hung up on on, like, the length of the game. I gotcha. And, like, I think that's influencing my, like, reflection on the game. Because, like, I had fun when I was playing it. But, like, afterwards, I was like, did I waste my time? Which, I mean, I guess is the point of a time waster. But, like, I don't know. I'll give it a point. But it's like a dot, dot, dot check mark. Yeah. Fair enough. So. All right. Does it look good? Yeah. So this has, like, a very cartoony <laughs> like smoothed polygonal style, almost cell shaded, but not quite like it's, it's like solid colors. There's not like a lot of shading or anything, I guess. So I, I like the design. I think it it's really pleasing. So I'm going to give it a point, but mm. 
I've I have to I feel hypocritical. Yeah, because I have kind of knocked other games for like overly simplified styles in the past. But I think yeah. for what this game is, it, it works. I don't know. I I hate it. I think it looks I shouldn't say I hate it. I don't like it. I, I think it looks like a half assed isn't the right word, but it looks like like half a project. You know what I mean? That's fair. Yeah. So I'm not going to give it a point. Here's here's the thing. Be, like Annapurna is one of the biggest names in uh, indie games. So like they have a pretty big machine behind them on that scale. Like this could have looked much better. Like this is a choice that Ben Esposito made to make it look like this. So like yeah. it's it's weird, right? Like it's not it's not limits of the technology. It's it's a conscious choice to make it look the way it does. So it's right. it's kind of a hard one to gauge, honestly. Yeah. You know, most of the time it's a pretty we're pretty good at being objective about this one, but I th- I think because of like the capabilities of the studio and then like the choice that they made, this one actually comes down to like subjectivity. Yeah, just personal preference. You know what I mean, yeah. I I'm okay with splitting points on that yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. All right, is there replayability? I have played this a couple times, but I'm still not going to give it a point here. And the reason is yeah. like the achievements in this game are just kind of very specific, dumb little things you can do in each level. Uh-huh. Uh, like by not sucking up one thing into the hole in the gecko area, you have to keep the, the radio intact to get a, an achievement, which is, you know, kind of pointless. Yeah. And it's it's little things like that. Or like making the soup correctly in in the one stage, like getting the recipe just right. If you're an achievement hunter and a completionist, I, I guess you can go back and do those things. But there's not really a great reason to. So I'm not going to give it a point here. Yeah, no, I'm not going to give it a point either. And I think for me, the game would have to like change a little bit for you to go back and play it again and like make that worthwhile. And I, I don't know that it changes (laughs) the game changes enough on your first playthrough much less like when you come back like there's you know it's not like a new game plus yeah it's just the same thing again and i don't know that that counts as replayability so no point for me there is there a story yeah i mean it could be argued that it's more story than game a lot of the time kind of just getting to what the whole point is and like this whole thing with the trash king and all these conversations between the villagers like that's kind of the heart of what this game is not so much the actual whole thing like h-o-l-e whole thing uh like that's kind of where the charm lies in this is is those interactions between the characters um so i'm gonna say yes but I almost feel like I should put an asterisk on that as well. Right. See, I agree with you. I think that the there is more story than game. But because of that, it kind of feels like the story is stretched over a really rickety frame. You know what I mean? Yeah. There is a story, but I don't... I mean, I don't know that I would say it's a good story. And I don't know that it, like, feels right with the game. So I would give it a point because there is a story... But like you said, an asterisk on there, because I don't know, it just doesn't feel right to say <laughs> yes on that one. You know what this kind of feels like? 
we went through like a whole generation of Cartoon Network shows that were like kind of pointless at the end of the day. Yeah. Like regular show or the adventures of Gumball, like that kind of doing shit for the sake of doing shit. Like that's kind of how this feels to me. Yeah. And finally, one to five. Is it worth the cost? So I purchased this a few years ago at this point, it looks like. And I paid a sale price at the time of $13.77. I think at the time it retailed at $20. Uh, right now it retails at, I believe, what, $12.99? $12.99, yeah. Yeah. Um, that's pretty steep. For what this game does, that's pretty steep. Like, it's it's pretty often on sale, uh, but I don't know that I would recommend paying more than, like, seven fifty for this. So yeah. I'm going to give it, I'm going to say three points of whether it's worth it, uh, like, cost to, to game ratio. All right. Um, I paid $3.59 for this. Uh, it was in like this big sale on the switch. Um, I see. I don't know. Three three fifty nine feels like a good price. Um, yeah, that's that's twelve ninety nine. Absolutely not. You know what I right. mean? I could I could never suggest buying this game if you see it at full retail. I, I'm gonna I give paid it two for at the time. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> fucking more than retail. <laughs> Well, retail at the time. That being said, I do own a Donut County t-shirt. I don't know that it's officially licensed, but... (laughs) (laughs) How how could it not be? Who's Uh, out there? You know what the world needs? Unlicensed Donut County merch. It says, have a garbage day on it. Oh, actually, that does sound like a t-shirt that I'd wear. All right. Yeah, it's on my my personal Instagram account. You can go look at it. It's one of my favorite shirts. It's... Nice. Like the color... Skeep is cool too. It's also the background on my phone is that like the the loading screen where it has like the you know Department of Raccoons blurb at the bottom of it. I just yeah. think it's adorable. It's one of my favorite things in video games. But <laughs> uh, so yeah, so what I give it three points. So that's uh, seven points in total. I'm comfortable with that. I what did I give it? Three, five. I give it five. Five out of ten. Yeah. I I think that. uh, See, that feels low to me because it is fun. It's just that, like, it just doesn't feel like a full game. Yeah. And that's really, like, what my big hang up is with the game. Well, I think that's the good thing about, you know, changing up how we're doing our is it worth it five point scale because that makes it as, you know, objectively subjective as we can do it because for what the experience is i would pay i would feel comfortable paying a little bit more than you would that's kind of the point of our show right like at this point it's you know it comes down to personal taste you are not as you know as into indie games as i am so a lot of this is me trying to like figure out what your tastes are and and trying to present you with with some fun things so this actually helps me because it, you know, it steers the show in a in a direction where I can avoid for both of us stuff like my name is Mayo. <laughs> <laughs> so the greatest mistake of our lives. Oh, <laughs> uh, put it on my tombstone. 
that would be giving it too much credit. So, uh, hey, Shay. Hey, Dan. Want to play a game? Strap me in a leather harness and rip out my rib cage. I would love to play a game. Not spine. I mean, I know, I know what the bit is, but. <laughs> <laughs> well, apparently, if I was in that movie, you couldn't fucking rip out my spine anyway. <laughs> so for this week's game, I thought about the uh, the dynamic between Mira and BK. And that kind of got me thinking about all of the animal companions in video games. So that's what our quiz is going to be about today. You don't have a fun name for it? Nope. Because. (laughs) (laughs) Because it's a it's you know, it's a fleeting idea. I would like to point out yet again, because we haven't mentioned it in a while. We are looking for uh, an actual name for this segment. So if you have any clever puns based on, you know being cheap uh go ahead and send us your suggestions to uh bng pod on twitter or broke and gaming pod at gmail.com anyway i'm ready to pay, play super pets the game super pets okay that works all right shay our first question uh one of the first games that comes to mind when you think about animal companions video games is the pokemon series right sure normally starter pokemon consists of a fire type a water type, and a grass type. What two Pokemon are the exceptions to this rule? Uh, Pikachu and Eevee. Yeah, nailed it. Yeah, uh, fuck yeah. Went <laughs> in with confidence, came out with points. Fuck yes. Barreled through that one. Yep, Pokemon yeah. Yellow. You could mm-hmm. be. You could start as Pikachu, and then the Let's Go series had the Pikachu and Eevee editions. Uh-huh. I also wanted to point out, and I was trying to make a question based on this, but there was no way... Either one of us would have gotten this. This is the 25th anniversary year of Pokemon. And on Pokemon Day, back in February, they had a poll to determine a popularity ranking for Pokemon. Who do you think was number one? This isn't for points or anything, just for shits and giggles. Like of all the Pokemon? Yeah. Oh, Jesus. Like over a million people voted in this poll. And I've actually got like the, the top 20 right here in front of me right now. Oh, no, top 30. I'd like to hear the top five after I make my guess. Sure. You're not. It, they're all I, ones I wouldn't have guessed. Guarantee you. It, is it? Okay. Can I ask what gen it's from? Yes, you may. And then I'd have to Google it. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> it's not one I'm super familiar with. Oh, good. Okay. That means I don't know it either. <laughs> it is what, generation what six. Six. Oh, fuck that. Uh, that would be... Uh, the Hawaii one, right? Alola? What the fuck is the, is the name of that island? I think that's right. Let's see. Sixth generation was Omega Ruby and Alpha Sapphire. Oh, Deoxys. Kalos. It was Kalos, the Kalos region. Okay. Deoxys? No. <laughs> that's too early. Deoxys was way earlier than that. I don't, yeah, I don't know. That's my guess, Deoxys. But that's it's uh, Dudene, which is like new Pikachu, basically it's an electric fairy type little like mouse looking thing. Yeah. I I'm not familiar at all. The other top five love that they fucking remade Pikachu smashed it into Naraichu. And then we're like, you know what? Let's make it a chinchilla instead. Well, they also made the water type version of Pikachu for the second generation. That's what, uh, Meryl is basically. Oh yeah, yeah. 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 They're just, yeah. Keep going to the same wheel, basically. The top five rankings, which I'm 
shocked by is uh, Cincino at number two, Sableye at number three, huh. Snivy at number four. Oh, and, fuck right off. And Magnemite at number five. What? <laughs> yeah, I'm so confused by this list. Uh, Pikachu is at seven. What the fuck? <laughs> right? Magnemite is number five? <laughs> Above Pikachu. Yeah, super confusing. Greninja is 16. Charizard is 18. Eevee is 21. Oh, yeah. Whew, that's... I don't know who the million people are that answered this question, but they, we're clearly not taking it seriously. Yeah, might be some trolls. <laughs> All right. On to our next question. Arguably the most iconic animal companion in video game history. As of this recording, Yoshi has been featured in 101 different Nintendo games. Holy what? fuck. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> Name all of them. Uh, no. <laughs> what was his first appearance? Oh, Jesus. It was, it wasn't, it was in one of the Mario games. And then he got his own. No, no, that's not right. He popped up in some like mad obscure, not obscure, but like there was no reason for him to be there. I, I, I don't know the answer to this one. I'm just going to see Super Mario Bros. 2. Oh, I'm sorry, Shay. It's Super Mario World. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, 1990s Super Mario World. Uh, Mario creator Shigeru Miyamoto initially intended Yoshi to be featured in Super Mario Bros. 3, but the oh, idea fuck. had to be scrapped due to limited <laughs> memory capabilities on the NES hardware. Uh, so, yeah, so that means in only... 31 years. Jesus Christ. 101 games. He's been well, featured in all sense. the Mario was... Karts. He's been featured in all the uh, Smash Brothers. Um, there's right. been a bunch of puzzle games, either starring or featuring Yoshi, like Yoshi's Cookie or uh, Tetris Attack, which I spent a seriously significant amount of time playing as a child. It just, just threw him in it. It's very strange. There's no reason <laughs> for him to be there. Got to move copies, man. But yeah, probably the most prolific animal companion in video games. Next question. What reoccurring Fallout companion was inspired by Mad Max 2, a.k.a. the Road Warrior? Do you have a companion in Fallout? Mm-hmm. You have a dog, right? Mm-hmm. Do I need to name the dog? Yeah. I mean, no. it'd be nice. I'll give you the point still. I don't know what the dog's name is. Um... The name hasn't changed despite the fact that <laughs> that dog would not be well yeah so it's always still. a different dog like the even the oh, design okay. for the dog is always different as well but okay. um, they just happen to name the dog the same thing yeah <laughs> bullet i don't know it's dog meat which is oh. I, I never liked i Yikes. hate that that's what his name is but Ooh. the name actually comes from a 1975 don johnson film called a boy and his dog where don johnson's character often refers to his dog, whose real name is Blood, which isn't much better, <laughs> but he just constantly calls him dog meat. Yeah, doesn't seem like a movie I want to watch. But yeah, the the initial design for dog meat comes from Mad Max, Mad Max 2. Road Warrior, because there's a character in the first Fallout that is basically just Mad Max uh-huh. with the dog companion from the movie. And then he just joins you when that character dies in the game. And why not? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Fallout is rife with kind of ripoff stuff, and this yeah. doesn't surprise me at all. What is surprising is that this character has endured as long as it has, because it's in every major Fallout 
release. I don't think it was in New Vegas because they had like a different dog that you swap its brain out because that's, you know, yeah, whatever. Sure. Yeah, 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 totally. Right. All right. Next question. Uh, since Sonic 2, Sonic's ever present plucky fox sidekick Tails has been a major fixture of the franchise, but Tails is only a nickname. What is his full name, which also doubles as a speed pun? Miles Prower. Yeah, miles yeah. per hour. <laughs> Prower. <laughs> Side note, it was always confusing to me that he could fly, but is still an accomplished biplane pilot. Like, he's always <laughs> depicted as flying a plane, but he has the power of flight. Like, I never understood that. But yeah, that's another point. You're doing great. Fucking crushing it this week. Yeah. You're just channeling the powers of Lex and Matthew. It's going to carry over for a couple episodes, I hope. I hope so. All right. Because <laughs> I, was, I was not doing well before this. <laughs> and our final question for the day. Red Dead Redemption 2 is an amazing game full of strangely realistic features. One odd design choice regarding realism has to do with Arthur Morgan's constant companions and primary modes of transportation, horses. Shay, what realistic, weather-related, anatomical feature was programmed into the game's horses? Weather-related, anatomical feature? Yep. I it made pretty like, big headlines at the time. I don't like where this is going. Yeah, you shouldn't. <laughs> is it horse boners? You're, you're in the right ballpark. Oh, no. Double entendre, because the horse's testicles ascend or descend <laughs> based on the weather of the area that you're in. It's oh, such a weird Christ. choice. It's oh, such a weird choice. Jesus. Yeah. Why? Like, why would you put that in there? Who's going to be like, oh, you know what? They forgot. Horse testicles. Someone go up when took it gets cold. the time. Like, <laughs> horse testicles are rarely in games anyway, much less ascending and descending ones. How, like, I'm just, I, I mean, I'm in a bad place now. Like, I'm trying to think how you would have to be in the game to even be able to see that. Oh, they're pretty prominent. <laughs> oh, God. But I did prepare for this because I wanted to <laughs> to bring us back to some wholesome content. I wanted to, you know, give you a palate cleanser. So <laughs> All right. there is a Twitter account that I highly recommend as well called can you pet the dog, which is a constantly oh, updated yeah. and expanding catalog of games that you can pet the animals in. And I love yep. that. I love that someone's taking the time to to compile that. So everybody go follow. Can you pet the dog? It's delightful. Uh, did that help with the horse testicles? It did. I'm looking at the, the Twitter account now. Elements. You can pet all the animals. Yeah. In the game elements. I guess. So if that's something you're into. Yeah, I, I think it's awesome. I love I love that that exists. Oh, you can pet the dog in Sid Meier's Civilization six. Yeah, they just updated that. Apparently, I saw that <laughs> earlier. Yeah. Oh, this is nice. Yeah. Go ahead and give them a follow. Anyway, <laughs> I think that's going to do it for us this episode. Yes. Yes, it will. If you would like to follow us, you can do so on Twitter and Instagram at BNGPod. If you'd like to share the show, you can do so with our landing page, which is anchor.fm slash BNGPod. And 
If you would like to uh, send us game suggestions, if you have any questions or comments or a name suggestion for our as yet unnamed quiz portion, you can send that to brokengamingpod at gmail.com. Hey Shay, what are we playing next time? Next time, Dan, we'll be playing As Divine Hearts. So make sure you check that out. But for now, goodbye, absolutely everyone. Bye-bye. So I've been playing uh, a bunch of Red Dead uh, Revolution. Red Dead. Taking that again. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, it's the DDR companion to Red Dead. Um, right, yeah. That would fucking... <laughs> oh, just, that would rule. I'm just thinking about those fucking cowboys doing DDR. <laughs> it's all sort of line dancing, but not. 